0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So you see, what you believe you speak, or what you speak you will believe. Now, it could work to your detriment if you're saying things that are not true. But you see, how can you say something that God said about you that wouldn't be true? I mean, if God said it, it's truth. Now, whether it is manifest in your life or not, it doesn't matter at this point. If it is true that God said it concerning you, then you should say it concerning yourself. You ought to be what God says you are, and you ought to say what God said about you. Can you see that? All right, now let's look at this. We're talking about the principle of the kingdom. And Paul said we believe and therefore speak. Now come right down to verse 17. We're here in 2 Corinthians, uh, the fourth chapter. In verse 17, he says for, well let's start off in verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now isn't that good news that the inward man is renewed day by day? You ladies would be glad to know that. <laughs> You're not getting any older on the inside. The spirit, the real you, is not getting any older. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory, while, and allow me to add only while, we look not at things that are seen, but at things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now here we have a principle of the kingdom... Of looking at things that are not seen. Now somebody might say, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. How are you going to look at something that you can't see, that are not seen? Well, that's why it's called a principle of the kingdom. It's a kingdom way of entering in to provisions that God has made, that you don't have manifest in your life now, but God's already given it to you. It belongs to you, it's yours, just as the promised land belonged to the children of Israel. God said, I've given you the land, but they had to possess it. Just because God gave it to them, they didn't enter into it. There was thousands of them that didn't enter into the promised land. You know why? Because they wouldn't mix any faith with what God said. Hebrews, the fourth chapter tells us there that the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them, talking about the children of Israel, but said the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They wouldn't mix any faith with it. Oh, they knew what God said. They had God's word for it. But you know what they said? There's giants over there. You don't understand, God, we're grasshoppers. Now, see, they're looking at the unseen, but they're doing it on the negative side. They weren't grasshoppers, but they had an image of themselves of being defeated. And they were looking at the unseen, all right, but they're looking at it on the negative side. And Joshua and Caleb came out of the same group, heard the same words, and they said, We're well able to take it, let us go in at once. Now, what's the difference? The difference is that Joshua and Caleb are looking at the unseen on the positive side. God said it, so we're seeing it the way God said it. We've got a mental image of it. We've got a spiritual image of what God said. And thank God we're well able to take the land. And I want you to know they held fast to that confession for 40 years while they wandered in the desert, while all the doubters died. Let me tell you something, folks. If you're going to run with the doubters, you're going to end up dead. (laughs) You're going to have to mix faith with God's Word. Especially in the day which we live. I don't believe there's ever been a time on the face of this earth that the body of Christ needs to gather up the promises of God, what God said, and begin to decree and proclaim them as being their own. Because I'll tell you, it's only those that stand on the Word that's going to survive in this age which we live. The world system is failing. It's failing just as fast as it can. But God's system will prevail. If you get on God's system, you'll come through the thing and you'll be on top. Now listen to what he says. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory, while we look not at things that are seen. Now, he didn't say the afflictions will work for you if you're looking at the things that are seen. He said they'll work an eternal value in you if you'll look at the unseen. Now, if you're going to look at the problem and worry and complain over the problem... And say, "Woo! there's giants there. My, look at this mountain. We'll never get over it. It's not going to work in eternal value. It is not the affliction that works an eternal value in you. It's what you do when the affliction comes that works the eternal value in you. While we look not at things which are seen, but things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Now, you know what temporal means, don't you? It means subject to change. Now, I don't understand... You ladies, my wife will say to me, Honey, I'm going to get a permanent today. I said, Well, you got one last month. Well, I know it, but I'm going to get another. And I said, Well, there wasn't nothing permanent about it. It was temporary. (laughs) She got a temporary permanent. (laughs) Now listen to what he said. While we look not at things that are seen, but things that are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal... They're subject to change. I have good news for you. Everything you can see, feel, touch, taste, it's in the five senses realm, is subject to change. All evil is temporary. There is no permanent evil. Thank God for that. we look not at things that are seen, but things that are not seen, for the things which are seen are eternal. Eternal forces then are the things that are really real. They're permanent. Now go with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews chapter 11, a very familiar passage of Scripture, but I think we may get something out of it that will help you. Begin with verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of what? The things not seen. What is the evidence of the things you can't see that you're supposed to be looking at? Faith is the evidence of it. Now, how are you going to look at the unseen? You look at it through the eye of faith. Your faith accepts what God said about it. And therefore, you can see it as being your very own. Faith is the substance of it. It is also the evidence of the thing that is not seen. Now, what is it we're talking about? You see, some people are always afraid. Well, you're going to bankrupt God if you teach people how to operate in faith. Well, now, wait a minute. Second Peter chapter 1, Peter says, God hath given unto us all things. How many things? All things. Who gave them to us? God. He's already done it, had not he? He's already done it. Not going to. He's already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory in virtue. How many of you know you can't believe any further than you have knowledge? If you don't know what the promise says, you can't believe for it. It is impossible to pray the prayer of faith concerning financial things if you don't know what God's will is concerning your finances. So find out what God said. He's already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. It's through His divine power that He gave unto us all these things. Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these... These what? Exceeding great and precious promises He hath given unto us what? All things. How did He do it? Through the promises... Now they belong to us, but He has given them in word form. Now get this, John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made by Him, without Him was not anything made that was made. Now God has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through His Word. Now, the children of Israel wouldn't mix any faith with God's Word. They had the Word, but they wouldn't mix faith with it. So thousands of them died in the wilderness never did enter into the Promised Land. It was God's will for them to enter in, but they didn't. They wouldn't mix faith with it. So the kingdom principle is to look at the unseen and call for the unseen. See what God said. What God said is what is a promise to you in this new covenant. The promises of the new covenant that apply to us today, then we ought to lay hold on them and begin to say that they are mine. God has given them to me and I receive them. And because I have given, that it is given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over men, given to my bosom. I don't care whether it looks like anybody's given to you or not. The Word said it's so, then you ought to say it's so. Now, if you'll say it's so, and keep saying that it's so, according to God's Word, then faith will come. Faith in what? Faith in the promise that you activated by giving. Now, you know why many people don't ever enter into that? They give and say, well, I know nothing ever good happens to me. I give it, but I just don't expect anything in return. I'm just trying to be humble. No, that's not humility, that's ignorance. As someone said, that's ignorance gone to seed. You're not giving just to get, but that's the way you activate the promise of God. But just activating the promise is not enough. You've got to believe what the Word said about the promise. So the principle is to begin to look at the unseen. What is it you don't see? You don't see yourself with abundance. So start looking at the unseen and start seeing yourself with abundance. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Ministry of Angels. Good angels, bad angels, don't provoke your angel. A lady said to me one time, "Oh well, Brother caps, if we provoke our angel, will we go to heaven? I said, Well, I have good news and bad news for you. You may go to heaven, all right, but you may go in the morning. You don't want to provoke an angel. In Exodus 23, God said to Israel, verse 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee to the place that I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression." for my name is in him. So God assigned a special angel, the angel of the Lord, to go before them and keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land. But because they wouldn't keep God's word in their mouth, they would not release their faith and add their faith to what God had said. But they said, they're giants in the land, we're like grasshoppers. So God did not get them into the promised land. Was it God's will for them to enter into the promised land? Absolutely. But because they took their own carnal mind to make the decision that we're like grasshoppers. Well, there were giants over there. Joshua and Caleb saw the giants. But what we talk about in this series is how that the angels know the Word of God. They hearken unto the voice of God's Word. When you begin to speak and agree with God's Word you're getting an audience with angels. That's offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus